This is your host, David Cohen, flying solo. My Mac Podcast 278. You're listening to the My Mac Podcast with your hosts, David Cohen and Guy Searle. Good evening, everybody. I'm David Cohen. I'm your host for this evening's show. As I said in the intro, I'm flying solo this evening. We did have a completely different type of show planned. Obviously, Guy Searle was going to join us as normal. Um, Unfortunately, Guy's had to leave early to head out to Macworld. Guy's taking a slightly convoluted way to get to San Francisco this year. He's going out to Ohio to visit some friends, and then he's going to make his way to San Francisco from there. And I got an email from him this afternoon basically saying that a big snowstorm is on the way in, and if he didn't leave today to uh, get over to Ohio he probably wasn't going to be able to make it so um, consequently I was obviously quite happy to let him make that journey because I really am going to need him next week on the main stage at Macworld Expo and um, I don't want him to miss his uh, miss his flight and miss his trip to get over there so I uh, I said don't worry Guy we'll, we'll do without you I'll just do the show the listener invite and you make your way over to Ohio and then on to San Francisco Unfortunately, about 10 minutes after I received that email, I received an email from our listener invite who was due on this evening. That was Paul Carlin, who we had on before. You may remember he's the uh, radio DJ who's based in Glasgow in Scotland here in the United Kingdom. Uh, and he's laid up with the flu. And despite, uh, sound like he was pretty desperate to do the show because he'd been nursing himself all day with all sorts of medication and lemon drinks to try and get himself up for it. But uh, he emailed me and said, said, David, I've really got to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not feeling well enough to do it. Particularly as those of us in the UK, like myself and Paul, uh, we have to stay up fairly late to do this show to time with uh, other people uh, over in the US. And um, I, I quite understand that. Who'd want to, to stay to stay up to 11 o'clock midnight if you're feeling like you've got the flu? So it's just me. There's nobody else here. I'm disappointed because it was going to be an interesting show. We were going to talk about the Apple Newton. We were going to do kind of a retro show and uh, talk about the Newton and do some comparisons between the Newton of of yesteryear and the iPad of today. And um, in, in my opinion, the iPad shows some design history that's been inherited from the Newton. But uh, never mind. We'll do that another time. Or maybe we'll do that after Macworld Expo. Um, so I'm just going to do a fairly short show, just re- remind you of the things we're going to be doing next week at the Expo, um, talk about some of the plans that we've got for that. Um, but before I get onto those, there's just one thing that I wanted to talk talk about and kind of get off my chest, really. I've got an opportunity now because it's just me talking to a microphone. So um, so I, I just wanted to to do that and uh, and get this off my chest because it's really been bugging me the last week we're now it's thursday evening here so we're now just over a week since the ipad announcement and um i've got to say i'm really disappointed with the way the the technical section of the internet blogosphere has has dealt with the ipad in general we've had massive hype huge speculation and hype become we get really at, at quite intolerable and annoying levels even for an apple fan I think before the event where we had leaks, we had um, fake pictures, we had the usual sorts of stuff that you get. But this time it seemed to be a little bit more intense. 
Um, we, then we had the usual round of idiots pretending that they had the thing of, of, of beforehand. Uh, Jason Calacanis, who's a, um, who's the blogger who, the, the guy who started the Engadget blog and, um, and Weblogs Inc., which basically hosted Engadget and the unofficial Apple weblog and all these sites that, that are now owned by AOL. So this is a guy who kind of knows blogging. Um, you know, he was on Twitter saying that he had one and it had this feature and it had that, that feature. And, um, over time it became a little bit more outlandish, but, but when he first started, it's all sounded very credible and a lot of people were, taken in by it and then kind of afterwards he was going ha ha you're all idiots for thinking that i really had one um you know and it's just infantile and and really i think that's really what kind of has wound me up the most about the coverage for the ipad it's it's completely and utterly childish in an awful lot of quarters we had this childish build-up we had the situation of gorka for instance offering a reward for people who gave them firm information about the ipad pre-launch um, you know, we had the Calicanis incident. We had all this stuff going on. Then we actually get to the day of event. Steve Jobs comes out on stage. They do their presentation. And, you know, whether you like the presentation or not, whether you like the device or not, the uh, the tech press immediately went to town on it again in a completely childish way. I don't want to paint in everyone with the same brush, but really in some quarters it's been quite insane. It's like people have lost their minds. For a start, there's there's no objectivity. People have their their particular passions, their particular interests, their particular viewpoint on the world. Um, but I've always thought when I learned to write, when I learned how to express myself, this is going not it's not any sort of formal training in journalism or anything. I'm talking about going back to school. I was taught that you you write something by putting your feelings into a piece, but also trying to see different sides of a particular story. And it seems like an awful lot of people on the internet can't do that anymore. So they bring their prejudices along, and then those prejudices inform what they write. But not just in a, um, you know, well, this is what I think, and and, um, I suspect this, and here's my constructed argument. No, it's it's just an opinion piece. It's just well, my gut feel is it will fail, or my gut feel is the best, it's the best thing ever. Um, and, and then that then gets twisted into an attack, into a, um, a viewpoint that says, if you don't agree with me, then you're an idiot, then you must be stupid. And that's just wrong. I mean, people have different opinions, people have different views. You might think that somebody else's view is, is, is stupid. Uh, you know, well, you might feel that, that it's... That it's um, it's ill-advised or it's wrong. You certainly, you certainly have the right to feel that somebody else's viewpoint is wrong, but to attack them, to criticise them to the point of, um, of of vehemence. I mean, it got so bad this week that Engadget actually had to shut their comments off over the entire site because basically every single story was had turned into this massive debate. And it started with whether the iPad was a good product or not. Then it turned into uh, the old Apple versus Windows thing. But then it became this, this really weird thing where people were, were actually insulting each other because they were debating whether Engadget's coverage was fair or not. Now, Engadget has been fairly measured, I think, about about the iPad. Um, 
but the the comment the commentary has just kind of gone insane and, and for a site like in jank and gadget which is pretty spiky at the best of times to to then go into this this mode where they have to shut the comments off because it's getting so out of hand really is is crying quite, quite incredible um I, I just I, I don't really understand it I mean our coverage at my Mac if you go up to the site you'll find a couple of uh, blog posts a couple of speculation entries that sort of thing uh, and then our coverage here on the podcast we tried really to keep it fairly even uh, we gave our opinions and I think everyone who participated in last week's show prepared to stand by their, opi- their opinions I certainly am I'm sure Tim and Guy are, are exactly the same uh, and you know if we get things wrong then we get things wrong you know it's just an opinion the difficulty is that people can't seem to in a large quarters of the of the internet publishing space now they can't seem to put forward an opinion without actually stating it's an opinion they put it forward as a as an abject fact and um then what they do is they twist those facts to fit their opinion. So I've seen pieces in the last couple of days which are 10 reasons why the iPad will fail. And you look through these lists of, of reasons why the, why the iPad might fail, and, and some of them are just plain wrong. Some of them just ignore obvious facts. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't... I don't understand it. I, that, that's really what, I, what I'm coming down to, with this, is I don't understand what motivates people to behave in this way. Um, it, it goes beyond having a bit of fun at somebody else's expense. Uh, it goes beyond, um, you know, disagreeing with somebody's viewpoint in a humorous way into something that's a little bit more than that and becomes um, really, really, it shows a side of human nature that I'm not overly comfortable with. And it's over things that ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, aren't that important. Don't get me wrong, I love my gadgets, I love my technology, I love my computers, and I particularly love my Apple computers. You know, I like to evangelise, I like to um, you know, share with people that that I think that the Apple platform is something that I've come to relatively recently in life. is is fantastic and really productive and really useful, and if you like computing and using computers, I think that the Apple way of doing things is a pretty good way of doing things. But... <laughs> I have some perspective on it. It's not life-changing. It's not important in the grand scheme of, of the way the world works, in the way that countries are run, in the way that countries interact with each other, in the way the environment happens. These things are all important. Computers and gadgets are not. And we shouldn't really be going to war over these things. We should be able to see other people's points of view. And if somebody really loves a Windows machine or a Windows mobile smartphone or a blackberry or an iphone or whatever it is then that's fine that's their preference you know it should not mean that you have to mock them or criticize them to the point of of cruelty i i as i say i i've just i i find i'm disappointed i'm disappointed in what i see going on um i i now, some of you may contact me and say, well, we've seen some things you've written or, or some things you've said that, you know, are are are, uh, are illustrative of the things you've been criticising and complaining about. If, if so, please call me up on it, because you know what, I'm big enough to, uh, to, to take it and accept it if I've done wrong. Um, but it seems to me the vehemence and the the venom and the cruelty that that's gone into some of this really is it's just not justified it's it's not important and the ipad is not even something that's on sale yet 
it, when it comes out and when people have it in their hands, then they'll judge it. And some people will spend $500 on it and think it's a pile of rubbish, piece of crap. Other people will spend $500 on it and think it's fantastic. And then there'll be a large group of people who are probably somewhere in between. But you know what? That's everybody's individual opinion. And the product will live or die on the basis of those opinions. It's not necessary to go embark on some religious crusade to try and convince people one way or the other before the thing even arrives in my opinion anyway but what do you the listeners think do you think i'm right do you think i'm wrong do you think the debate that's been going on is a debate and has it been healthy or unhealthy do you think that people just need to cool down and get a bit more perspective or maybe just be a bit more objective about things or do you actually like it just the way it is do you like the cut and thrust of the internet let me know what you think anyway. Our email address is feedback at mymac.com and I'd really appreciate and, and enjoy reading anything that you'd like to send to me on that. Before I move on and talk about what we're going to be doing at Macworld Expo next week in San Francisco, let's take a quick message from our sponsor. They are Otherworld Computing and uh, speaking on their behalf is our former former host, Tim Robertson. Hey everyone, Tim Robertson from OWC Radio. You know, yesterday, yesterday being uh, Thursday, February 4th, I went up to Otherworld Computing in Woodstock, Illinois, and I did a couple of interviews that you're going to hear on OWC Radio after Macworld Expo week is over and that craziness is put behind us. But I also did a video test up there. Grant Dalkey, the marketing manager, insisted that I come up and take a look at their new Enterprise SSD card, uh, card, I'm sorry, drive. And I knew these drives were fast. I mean, everybody seems to know that. But I didn't realize how fast. So what we did is a video where we show a cold boot. That means the machine is completely turned off. Reach over, hit the power button. And as part of the test, we had gone into the system preferences and login items we chose, and I do mean all of the Adobe Creative Suite CS4 applications, Photoshop, Illustrator, Flash, Dreamweaver, a um, couple others. I think there was six of them all together. And they all launch after the machine gets done booting up. I'm going to put this video out. I have the raw footage here. I still have to edit it together. And when I say edit it together, it means color correcting and that kind of thing. And do it in a split screen because we're going to show the side-by-side -side tests. Uh, on one side of the screen is going to be a, a stock MacBook Pro 15-inch, and on the other side is going to be the same machine, except with a cloned copy of the software on it, and that machine will have the SSD car, or drive in it. Um, huh. Once this video goes live, I'll let you guys know, and you, you're going to have to take a look at it, because you're going to go, wow. I'm a show-me kind of guy. Don't tell me, show me. And uh, this video is going to show you, trust me. In the meantime, I hope to see a whole bunch of you up at uh, the Moscone Center during Macworld Expo. Dave's going about to get into all that. I will be at their listener uh, meetup, so if you come out to that, I'll meet you there too. Uh, I'm really, really excited about the Macworld Expo. I can't stand to fly. It's just sitting there doing nothing for way too long. Can't stand it. 
But, you know, it's the price you have to pay to go to San Francisco for me because I live in Michigan. It's even worse for David and maybe even for Guy Searle. So I hope to see you guys there. Make sure you stop by our booth. Uh, we're going to have a lot of really cool stuff to look at and play with. And it's just going to be a really, really good time. I'm pulling up the information. I'm kind of uh, 1354 is our booth number. Please stop by. We'd love to see you. And hey, yes, be good. So as we've been saying, and as any regular listeners will be well aware, um, my Mac will be spending some time at Macworld Expo next week. Um, Guy Searle and, and myself will certainly be there. I'm not sure who else from the writing staff are going to be covering the event at the moment. Obviously, uh, people are lining up their travel plans and, and figuring out exactly what they're going to do. But certainly, Guy and myself will be looking to underpin everything that my Mac does in terms of generating content next week. And we plan to do the normal sort of thing that we normally do at a, at a, a Macworld Expo. So we'll be walking the floor, we'll be interviewing people, we'll be shooting video, we'll be shooting audio. Um, we'll also be spending quite a lot of time in the in the media room uh, interviewing people, sitting down with uh, other MyMac staff members and other people we meet around and about the show, talking about their products, talking about the things that, that are exciting and interesting and the things that aren't. And just trying to give you a real flavour of what it's like to actually be at the show and what what people are talking about. I've already been I've been receiving uh, PR emails all week from um, from different companies who are going to be exhibiting the show and some really quite exciting um, products coming along. Some stuff I've not not really seen before. Um, one of the the big things that's going to be at the show this year is uh, there's an awful lot of iPhone developers there and iPod Touch developers. So the application development space is probably going to be fairly busy. Uh, and I would imagine there'll be quite a few companies launching new um, games and software and utilities for the iPhone and iPod Touch. And I expect, obviously, we'll be um, chasing everyone down on what they're going to be planning for the iPad as well. So that's going to be fairly good. And um, something a little bit different because the, certainly the last time I was at Macworld Expo, there was there was no development for the um, for the iPod going on. So um, I'm looking forward to to getting into that area. Of course, I expect we'll have the usual uh, cluster of, of vendors selling cases and and add-ons and utilities for the for the iPods, and um, obviously plenty of Mac products as well. It's always good to see a lot of the Mac products you see on the internet you know, cases and, and um, add-ons and that sort of thing. Actually getting to see them in the in, in reality and, and play with them is always very interesting to me and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. In terms of the actual expo and conference itself, the conference starts on Monday the 9th of February, um, but that's a paid conference track, so people are, are poning up to go and see uh, all sorts of seminars and, and discussions and and, uh, and training type events from there. The expo itself starts on the the eleventh, which is Thursday, and it goes on till Saturday the thirteenth of February. Um, we will be doing a MyMac meetup event on the day before the expo starts, so that's Wednesday the tenth of um, February 
and the plan is to meet up at the corner of Moscone Centre West, which is on four, the corner of Fourth Street and Howard Street in San Francisco. If you've ever um, if you've ever seen the coverage from previous Apple keynotes, that is the hall where the keynote is normally held in. So it's 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 just on the edge of the Moscone complex and um, quite easy to find just across the uh, the road from the from the main halls. Um, there's a there's a big junction there, and and you should be able to find us there. Now what we're going to do is we're we're going to meet up. Um, at that space at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. And uh, what we'll do is we'll hang around for about half an hour, 40 minutes, see who shows up. And um, then what we'll do is we'll, we'll go off somewhere, find somewhere quiet and uh, get to know you, really. Get to uh, talk to you, find out what you like and don't like about the show, what you're looking forward to at the expo. Um, and we'll, we'll try and capture some of that in, in, in video and audio form if people are, people are willing to do that so that we can, can pass that on to the listeners and, and, uh, and talk, about, uh, talk about that event. So that's three, as I say, that's 3 p.m. on Wednesday the 10th of February outside Moscone Centre West, corner of 4th and Howard in San Francisco. Now, the expo itself starts on Thursday the 11th of February and uh, at 4.30 in the afternoon on that day uh, the MyMac podcast will be podcasting live from the main stage at the centre of the expo so the, the plan this year is, is they're going to have a stage right in the middle of all the exhibition space and um, that will be the kind of the hub for everything that's going on and um, I've not had any information from them yet about what exactly the, the audio setup is going to be from there so I can't give you specific details about how that show will work and what we're going to be talking about specifically because that all really depends on what Guy and I find when we arrive in San Francisco in terms of how many people we can accommodate at one time whether the people that are around us at the show will be able to hear us clearly, whether we'll be able to interact with the audience which is something I'd I'd like to be able to do if it's technically possible. Um, so what we'll do is is we'll be doing that podcast. Now, when we say we're podcasting live, that means we'll be recording the podcast live in front of the people who are there. We will have, um, if we can, if we can organise it, we will have somebody shooting some video of the event, so uh, you'll be able to see those after the fact. Um, but obviously, the show we create there, um, at least in part, will be will be then posted up later in the day. Uh, bandwidth permitting and and then you'll have a you'll have a normal show on the thursday but that will be the show that we've kind of created on that live main stage um worth saying as well we'll be doing plenty of other audio content that we're appearing in the in the my mac podcast feed at the same time so effectively anything we record that's more than than just a few sound bites we'll um you know we'll we'll put some structure to it and we'll stick that in the feed so you'll have a regular um, set of, of audio recordings coming out of the Macworld Expo from uh, from Thursday onwards through to what the show completing on Saturday, and it would be remiss of me not to point out as well that um, the last event happening on the main stage on Saturday will be um, will be Tim Robertson's show, the uh, OWC Radio Show, will also be podcasting live, and and he's the last thing that's happening before the show closes. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing that and, and understanding how Tim's going to approach. That's going to be fairly challenging, I'd imagine, because it's the last because it's the last thing. It's going to be um, in the middle of an expo that's kind of closing down. But um, I think I'm sure he'll see the show off with a bang, and uh, I know he's looking forward to doing it. So um, I'm I'm very hopeful that I'm going to meet plenty of you uh, 
there. Obviously, not everybody can can afford to travel to San Francisco for the, for an event like this, but um, it's going to be a good one, I think. Um, everything I've heard, despite the absence of Apple at the event, um, everything I've heard is that they're really pulling out all the stops to make it something special. Um, and I, I am looking forward to being able to interact with uh, fellow Mac fans and, and iPhone fans and uh, understand what their perspective on everything they're seeing there is. So um, I've droned off for long enough. Uh, I know it's tiring hearing just me talking to the microphone. Uh, and we're at 20 minutes, so that's half of a normal show. So uh, again, apologies for not being able to give you a full show this week, but uh, I'm sure you'll understand the reasons why that is. And so the next time you hear from us, we'll be in San Francisco and preparing to do the show from there. So we'll look forward to you joining us then. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Please send off feedback to podcast at MyMac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Phototech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes.